Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. So let's get started um, this morning uh, as I was praying. Today is Pentecost Sunday. It's 50 days from the resurrection. Amen. So we all know it happened in Acts chapter 2. There was a sound from heaven. Somebody say sound from heaven. There was a sound from heaven that came and filled the room and then it filled the people. So we're asking God to fill the room and fill the people this morning. So when I was asking the Lord what um, he wanted me to speak to his children today, I felt like he took me to the book of Esther. The book of Esther, chapter 4. So let's go there. If you want to know where it is, go to the book of Job and turn left. Or if you would like me before I got saved, I figure I can look for the book of Job and see what the Lord, what kind of job the Lord had for a brother. Amen, somebody. See, I get to talk to you now. I had my, I nobody around me was my family. I couldn't tell all my jokes because they know them all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, can you tell I'm excited this morning? Amen. Esther chapter 4, we're going to read verses 10 to 17. 10 to 17. For those who are on our live stream, you do have the ability to look at uh, the Bible. There's a link there to where you can look at the Bible. You can actually take notes and you can download it uh, with a PDF if you are live streaming with us. And you can also chat on live stream as well. We're excited about all of what God is doing. Esther chapter 4 verse uh, 10 when you get there, say, I have it. Well, the Bible says, then Esther spoke uh, to Hashkak and gave him a command to Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live yet i myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days verse 12. so they told mordecai esther's words and mordecai told them to answer esther do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other jews verse 14. for if you remain completely silent at this time Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days and nights. My maids and all will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Father, thank you for the reading of the word I pray this morning that you would give me the tongue of the learned so that I can speak to him or her who is weary. I thank you, Father, right now that you would hide my flesh behind your cross and that my tongue would be the pen of a ready writer 
to write on the hearts of this here, your people. And it's in your son Jesus Christ's name we pray and believe. Saints of God said, amen. amen. I want to go back to Esther chapter 4 verse 14 uh, and read it from a different translation. It says, for if you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. If you keep silent at this time. Today is 50 days after the resurrection, which we typically call Pentecost Sunday. And I want to preach this morning from the subject, now is the time. Now is the time. My family, I believe we are living in the greatest hour and the greatest season for God's people. Now is not the time to be triggered by false flags. We shouldn't be distracted by political pundits, uh, the media propaganda machine, or even this pandemic. This is not the time to be discouraged, disheartened, downcast, despondent, or disappointed. As I read in the word of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 10, it says, now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will be exalted and now I will lift myself up. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Don't let anyone hold you back, saints of God, on what God has for you for the time for you to live your best life is right oh y'all ain't ready yet you're not ready yet you're not ready yet okay I'll keep preaching and maybe this will sink down in you so let me give you some more word uh, praise the Lord in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 the Bible says behold I will do a new thing hello somebody somebody say he's doing something new with me Oh, hallelujah. He said, I will do a new thing. That word new in the Hebrew means to renew. God is getting ready to renew some things in your life right now. It also means to repair. God is about to repair some marriages and repair some relationships. And uh, he's about to repair some financial things that's going on in your life. He's about to repair some ministries in your life right now. And it also means to reveal. Uh, God is about to reveal some things that the enemy have torn down. Uh, he's about to reveal your life and rebuild your anointing and rebuild your call in the name of Jesus and then it also means to refresh God gave us the opportunity to be restored and refresh and now is the time for you to step into what God has called you to do it goes on to say now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in a dry place uh, hallelujah God says uh, when you are in your wilderness season he will create a pathway uh, to guide you through uh, he will create resources even when you are in a dry season only God can get resources from unlikely places. Come on, somebody. Somebody say this with me. Out with the old and in with the new. 
See, God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in me. You can't come in here and do the same old things and expect a different result. You can't come back to church and, and do the same old stuff and got dry sermons and dry people and dry praise and dry worship. And God is saying, no, I'm doing a new thing in you. I'm not going to do the same things I used to do. I'm not going to prophesy the way I used to. I'm not going to move in the church like I used to. And if you are so used to what I used to do, you're going to miss what I'm going to do. Come on, somebody. And what you got to do is let go of what God has already done so you can grab a hold of what he's about. Hey, glory. In Isaiah, he was encouraging God's people to go beyond their level of faith. Come on, somebody. And as I was reading there in our foundational text in Esther chapter 4, verse 14, I couldn't get that out of my spirit because it said, if you keep silent at this time, if you keep silent at this time, saints, if we keep silent, people will continue to be slaves to sin. If we keep silent, people will continue to grope in darkness. If we keep silent, the dry bones and dry marriages and dry worship and dry preaching and dry prayers will continue to irritate God. If we keep silent, people will continue to live in fear. If we keep silent, the wave of injustices and unrighteous living will continue to run amok. If we keep silent, people People will lose hope and lose faith. If we keep silent, the wave of, of wrong will continue to go around our community and ravage our community. If we keep silent, anger and rage will continue to devastate our communities. If we keep silent, nobody will know their raison d'etre. See, raison d'etre is Latin mean your reason for living. We cannot keep silent. And what I've been asking God is to deliver the church from a mute spirit. See, see we, we got to overcome a mute spirit. One of the problems with the church of old is they've had a mute spirit. See, they didn't want to talk about issues. Uh, they didn't want to talk about racism. Uh, they didn't want to talk about fornication in the church. They didn't want to talk about shocking. They didn't want to talk about that there's only two genders. They didn't want to talk about the things that matter to God. Uh, they didn't want to talk about aborted babies. See, see, if we keep silent, that's why the church has gotten lukewarm. And, and lukewarm churches produces lukewarm communities and and if we don't stow the line and if we don't stand for what's right then what in the world is the world going to do if we can't get it right in here saints of God the world is in trouble and I didn't come here to play games with anybody I came to stand for truth and you might not like the truth, but I'm going to teach the truth because the truth is the only thing that's going to set you free. You might want to stay shackled, then you might not want to come to this church because when you come to this church, the shackles will be released by the truth of God's word. German writer Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, he looked at himself and he said these words. He said, it's strange that I'm... In myself, I'm just one person, but yet in all of this bundle of me, there's enough stuff in me to make both a gentleman and a rogue. My God. See, when I saw that, this means that there is within every man and 
every woman in this bundle of stuff, there's a dichotomy inside of us. There's this dualism inside of us because the moment we got saved, now the spirit is warring against the flesh. That's why Paul said in this flesh is no uh, a good thing. And, and so your flesh is not going to want to submit. You're going to have to make your flesh submit. That's why Paul said you got to mortify the deeds of the flesh and you got to bring your flesh under the submission of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't make your flesh submit. Somebody say Holy Ghost. You got to have the Holy Ghost saints of God. We don't even preach about the Holy Ghost anymore. We want to talk about Acts chapter 2, but we don't want to live in Acts chapter 2. Uh, we want to speak in tongues and high, bye, bye, tie, me, abide, don't, bow, tie, and Cadillac, and Kawasaki. We want to do all of that around the church, but we don't want to live right. Because you can talk in tongues and then you can cuss folks out. You got bitter and sweet water coming out of the same well, and that is not God. I've had me some rest. Y'all better be glad I can't lay hands today. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, current events validate that we are living in a godless America that is still killing babies by the millions. People are confused about biologics. And they're bent on destroying male masculinity. Oh, I don't want nothing but alphas around me. And I'm pretty sure women want alpha males around them. Amen. We got to bring the alpha male back. Amen. And there ain't nothing more precious and more godly than a man that's secure in who he is. Amen. A man that knows the Lord. A man that's willing to do what he needs to do to protect his family and feed his family. Come on, somebody. Now somebody going to punk out on you when things get tough, uh, when there's a crisis, then you want to run. Come on, somebody. We're not ostracists. We're not supposed to be putting our heads in the sand. We're supposed to face our challenges. I'm talking to the men right now. We're supposed to face our challenges and make sure that the family is going to be safe. We need to face our challenges and know that no matter what, baby, I got y'all. Don't worry about this. I'm in here thing to win. Come on. I'm not going to tuck and run just because we've been fussing for three days oh I hope I'm talking to the right folks this morning see we live in this this social media society where people now text to break up they don't want to talk to one another social media don't do anything to bring people together social media is a place to rant it's not a place for answers it's a place to complain you want your answers you get your answers out of the word of the Lord and we are living in a godless America, and I just so happened to, uh, sometimes I, my mind goes back to the best uh, preacher I'm in this world has ever known. His name is Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm reminded about as I have a dream speech this morning. In his speech, he said, now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksand of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all God's people and we will not be 
be satisfied until justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Uh, Saints of God, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34 says this, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. And if we can't get people back to righteousness, sin is what's going to continue to run rampant. Uh, until you change your heart, you can't change your life. The Bible said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And we got to get this nation back under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we won't do that, saints of God, if we're too lukewarm in our preaching because we want to placate to society so they can do any and everything and bring that into the church so that we can have somehow have enough affirmational gospel but I don't preach an affirmational gospel I preach a transformational gospel that when you come in here you will be affirmed in who you are but you're going to be transformed into who God called you to be come on somebody you can't stay in the word of God and remain the same he said behold I'm doing a new thing and he's creating a new person in you he's giving you a new walk a new talk a new perspective a new mindset can't be the same, can't be the same, can't be the same. And this morning, saints of God, God called me this morning to tell you that maybe he called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we cannot allow man, the government, the world, or the devil to silence the lamb of God in our lives. Amen. Come on and give him a praise in Jesus' name. Somebody say, this is my time. Come on, say, this is my time. You, you're going to have to make this personal, saints of God. This is my time. This is my season, saints of God. Come on, we know the song. The brother said, it is my season. Why? Because that brother has been planting seed for a long time, and you've been planting seed, and you've been forgiving people, and you've been giving of your time, your talents, and your resources. So you got some seed in the ground. So you can come before the Lord and say, this is my time. This is my season, and now is the time time for me to reap the benefits of what I have been sowing. Come on, somebody. Come on. You've been sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing, and now we're getting ready to enter into a season of reaping. Come on, somebody. Am I by myself this morning? Huh? It's time for me to reap what we've been sowing. Come on. You've been sowing niceness to people. You've been kind to people. When people have been mean to you, but you've been, you've been sowing. You say, God, I don't know about this. I'm about to lose my mind up in here, God, but I'm going to stand back and I'm going to humble myself under your mighty head because I know my season it's coming it's my season it's my season it's my season it's my season this is my time I had to keep telling myself that even when situations happen and things hit your life this is my season Lord it is my time now is the time for John Lofton now is the time for Diane now is the time for Sharon now is the time for Elaine now is the time for James now is the time for Caleb come on somebody now is my time the devil can't stop you. He's already defeated, saints. Man can't stop you. Come on, saints of God. When you're full of the Holy Ghost and you've been going through this season, there's only one way you should come out. And I'm going to share this little bit and I'm going to get out of your way. See, when you come out, you shouldn't come out with your head all down. Oh, I made it to church. 
I'm glad the Lord came through. Because nobody knows. I've been broken po-living for a long time. I wish somebody would call me. I wish somebody would bless me. Don't nobody care about me. Don't you have a Holy Ghost? See, while we're sitting back waiting on somebody to call us, won't you call God? Now, see, that's that preaching right there. That, that, that's the kind of stuff that make baby Christians mad. No, but we are the mature church. Amen. Oh, no, call God first. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, say he shall be saved. I can't save none of you, but if you call God. Amen, somebody. I, th I believe what this little reset has done. See, see, people have have used the church as a crutch. They've been using leaders and pastors as a crutch. And, and, and let me just say that some pastors have 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 set themselves up that way. But 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 not me. Not me. Not me. I'm not your crutch. No, you're going to grow up in the house of the Lord. See, you can't mature if I'm always trying to pull you out of stuff. See, some prayers is God keep me in it. You know, I pray that over y'all sometimes. I said, Lord, leave them in there, Lord. They ain't ready. Leave them in there. Leave them in there. They ain't ready. Leave them on up in there. See, see, now y'all will stop calling, won't you? <laughs> Don't call pastor. He's going to say, Lord, leave them in there a little longer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You better call, call your neighbor and say, look here. I was about to call pastor. No, don't call pastor. He's going to say, Lord, leave him in there a little longer. Don't you want to get out? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So sometimes we need to stay in a little longer. You see, the reason I can say that is when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days, in Luke chapter 4, if you want to know where this is, after the devil left him, the Bible says he came out with power. He didn't come out, whew, that was a close one. Whew, the devil almost tripped me. <laughs> I was running and I slipped and I knew it was him. No, the Bible said Jesus came out with what? Oh, no, 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 he didn't come out with that. Let me, I, oh, I know it was a setup. You weren't ready. I know it. You might want to pull your mask down a little bit. I know, I know you're comfortable with it. Pull it down just a little bit. And let me do this again. So when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he came out with, there you go. He came out with Power. And one of the things I want you to write down, write this down in your notes. It will never be your season if you have not been through the crucible of seasoning. It will never be your season if you have not been through the crucible of seasoning. The seasoning of the crucible is necessary so that you can come out with power. Now, I don't know if you know this name. This name is Elihu. I don't know if you know who Elihu was. Elihu was the fourth friend of Job. Now, Elihu maintained that Job wasn't suffering because of sin. He was sinning because of his suffering. 
Oh, goodness, because he he got arrogant about trying to show people what he had not done, but he got arrogant about it. Come on, somebody. And so when I saw this, I was like, that's amazing that he would say this. He said, no, no, he he was not suffering because of sin. He was sinning because of his suffering. And before speaking to Job, Elihu said this. We credit this to Job, but it wasn't Job who said it. It was Elihu who said it. He said, the spirit of God made me. And the breath of the almighty gives me life. And he understood that it is God who gives us life, Job. It is God who gives us life, church. The breath of the Almighty, the blow of the Almighty, the breathing of the Almighty. And that's what he blew in the nostrils of man in the book of Genesis. He said, breathe. He blew in him the breath of zoe, the breath of, the breath of life. And he became a living nephish. And what we need today is the fresh breath of God to breathe upon us. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, behold i give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you in luke chapter 24 verse 49 the bible says behold i send the promise of my father upon you but tarry here in the city of jerusalem until you have been endued with power on high see that that word endue means to soak to the bone that, that means sometimes, saints of God, for you to get saturated to the bone, he's got to leave you in the seasoning a little longer. Oh, bless the Lord. See, sometimes we get out too soon uh, and you haven't been saturated. Uh, it only touched the surface. And that's why you see Christians, they have a sacri they have that, that, that superficial Christianity. Come on, somebody. They, they got the veneer of Christianity and they try to hide behind scripture. And uh, you can't even say hello without them tell telling you two scriptures. You can't, you can't even speak to them without them giving you a scripture. And yeah, I'm blessed going in and uh, I'm blessed going out and I'm blessed, blessed, blessed but in the next breath you see them cussing out their manager and and but they bless amen somebody and so some people just over save uh, they just too save they you can't even talk to them uh, it's all about oh you start talking to them they go in the tongues and i said bro you gonna interpret that you gonna that might be for me that might be you know what i'm saying some people just over say that's not you is it Oh, okay, I might be talking to somebody, you know. Just oversave, saints of God. No, God wants to give us power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 proves this out as well. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. It didn't say, say that you shall go witness. He said, you shall be witnesses is the, the, he, the Greek word mortos where we get the English word martyr. He said, I'm giving you power to die. I'm giving you power to kill that flesh. Amen. See, that's why we need the Holy Ghost saints. We don't, we don't need the Holy Ghost so that we can talk in tongues and run around the church and prove to somebody else how spiritual you are. No, you need the Holy Ghost so that you can keep your flesh back. That's what we need the Holy Spirit for so that we know when this flesh rears its ugly head and it will because they, these are the dichotomies of every Christian that there is a gentleman and a rogue inside of all of us. At any given moment, we can lash out. Amen. At any given moment, we can do something in, an, in a rash moment that you could never take back.
I guarantee if you go to the prisons and you ask anybody in there and you ask them about growing up, I guarantee nobody in there would tell you, well, I wanted to grow up to be a rapist. I wanted to grow up to be a murderer. I wanted to grow up just to be, you know, to do illegal things, to rob people. I, ooh, 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 I can't wait to grow up so I can rob folks. That, that's usually not what people are going to say, right? What happens is throughout time, people are in certain situations, and the things that they see, sometimes it begins to become a part of them. That's why your children are so important about who are your kids around, right? Because people are affected by their peers. This is why when you're going through your go-through, you need some people with some faith. Amen? You, 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 don't, you don't need somebody that's going to judge you, first of all. You need somebody with some faith around you. You got to get the right people around you. You know, I, I was just preaching about having the right path, the right place, and the right people. So you got to get the right people around you when you're going through your go-through. Otherwise, you might not even go to where God will have your next, your next destiny to be. Amen? And so this is Pentecost Sunday, saints of God. Now is the time to take the world for Jesus. Now is that time. Now is not the time for us to be living in fear. When we see things going on, our first response should be to pray, not to talk. Let me, let me, let me, let me uh, like we used to say in the hood, let me hip you to something. All right, let me, let, me just, let me just give you a little discernment for the educated folks. God does not care about your opinion. <laughs> he does not care about your little opinion. While you just giving God all your little opinions, God is saying, as soon as you give me my word back, then I'll respond. So while we're all up in our selves and we take that same stuff to God and then you try to figure out why nothing is happening because you're not you're not praying the prayer I gave you spare your people oh Lord that's right. that's see that's that's word because of what was going on during the time of Joel and I've been studying that book very deeply that he was his cry was spare your people Lord spare your people I don't care what what's going on I don't care how many buildings burn down spare your people Lord, please, because some of those people that's running around, they're going to be in your kingdom. Spare your people. So why are we sitting there trying to judge everything? And you're not the judge, saints. Our first response is to pray. Because what's happening is that is nothing but a group of people who are unrighteous. And unfortunately, there are some running around with them that call themselves Christians. But it's superficial. Just because you say it is, don't make it. And I hate when people try to term people to be Christian. When they just did something foul, and then you want to say they're Christians. Now, as far as my word says, if the moment they did that, they are backslidden. They are away from God. And they need to repent and come back. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Right? Now, that's what the word says. So I'm not going to sit here and play with that term, Christian. That means you Christ-like. Y'all know that, right? Amen. And if what you're doing ain't Christ-like, then 
how, how elders say, if it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, what do you say? If, it, if, a, if a duck is a truck, hook it up. What do you say? If I told you a duck could pull a truck, hook it up. That's what Elder said. See, he's watching now. I know he's laughing. Because I messed it all up. Amen. Right? So that's what, that's what comes to my remembrance when I think about stuff like that. But listen, saints, let me wrap this up. God is not dead and neither are you. And see, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, the question is, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Let me ask that again of you. This is personal. I'm asking you directly. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Go ahead, Pam. And see, because we are in this crisis right now, um, I want all of you that are watching by live stream and in this church and Facebook, uh, you know you can lay hands on yourself. So we, we're going we're gonna to work that thing out this morning. I'm going to teach y'all how to lay hands on yourself. <laughs> Amen. The Bible said lay hands suddenly on no man, but it didn't say you can't lay hands on yourself. <laughs> he was talking about leaders there, but anyway, sometime I had to lay hands on myself. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to do something with this John Lofton. Because that rascal done lost his mind. Amen. I had to go <laughs> and talk about him like I don't know him. I feel like maybe I can get a prayer through if I just detach myself from John Locke. <laughs> see, see, y'all. <laughs> I don't know if it'll help you, but it helps me. I'm like, that rascal done lost his mind. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.